Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Generative AI is making companies even more thirsty for your data. The outcry over Zoom's tweak to its data policy shows how the race to build more powerful AI models creates new pressure to source training data including by juicing it from users, by Will Knight. Zoom, the company that normalized attending business meetings in your pajama pants, was forced to unmute itself this week to reassure users that it would not use personal data to train artificial intelligence without their consent. A keen-eyed Hacker News user last week noticed that an update to Zoom's terms and conditions in March appeared to essentially give the company free reign to slurp up voice, video, and other data, and shovel it into machine learning systems. The new term stated that customers' consent to Zoom's access, use, collection, creation, modification, distribution, processing, sharing, maintenance, and storage of surface-generated data for purposes including machine learning or artificial intelligence, including for training and tuning of algorithms and models. The discovery prompted critical news articles and angry posts across social media. Soon, Zoom backtracked. On Monday, Zoom's chief product officer, Smita Hasham, wrote a blog post stating, We will not use audio, video, or chat customer content to train our artificial intelligence models without your consent. The company also updated its terms to say the same. Those updates seem reassuring enough, but of course, many Zoom users or admins for business accounts might click OK to the terms without fully realizing what they're handing over and employees required to use Zoom may be unaware of the choice their employer has made. One lawyer notes that the terms still permit Zoom to collect a lot of data without consent. Zoom did not respond to a request for comment. The kerfuffle shows the lack of meaningful data protections at a time when the generative AI boom has made the tech industry even more hungry for data than it already was. Companies have come to view generative AI as a kind of monster that must be fed at all costs, even if it isn't always clear what exactly that data is needed for or what those future AI systems might end up doing. The ascent of AI image generators like Dolly 2 and Midjourney, followed by ChatGPT and other clever yet flawed chatbots, was made possible thanks to huge amounts of training data, much of it copyrighted, that was scraped from the web. And all manner of companies are currently looking to use the data they own or that is generated by their customers and users to build generative AI tools. Zoom is already on the generative bandwagon. 
In June, the company introduced two text generation features for summarizing meetings and composing emails about them. Zoom could conceivably use data from its users' video meetings to develop more sophisticated algorithms. These might summarize or analyze individuals' behavior in meetings, or perhaps even render a virtual likeness of someone whose connection temporarily dropped or hasn't had time to shower. The problem with Zoom's effort to grab more data is that it reflects the broad state of affairs when it comes to our personal data. Many tech companies already profit from our information, and many of them, like Zoom, are now on the hunt for ways to source more data for generative AI projects. And yet, it is up to us, the users, to try to police what they are doing. Companies have an extreme desire to collect as much data as they can, says Janet Haven, executive director of the think tank Data and Society. This is the business model, to collect data and build products around that data, or to sell that data to data brokers. The U.S. lacks a federal privacy law, leaving consumers more exposed to the pangs of ChatGPT-inspired data hunger than people in the EU. Proposed legislation such as the American Data Privacy and Protection Act offers some hope of providing tighter federal rules on data collection and use, and the Biden administration's AI Bill of Rights also calls for data protection by default. But for now, public pushback like that in response to Zoom's moves is the most effective way to curb companies' data appetites. Unfortunately, this isn't a reliable mechanism for catching every questionable decision by companies trying to compete in AI. In an age when the most exciting and widely praised new technologies are built atop mountains of data collected from consumers, often in ethically questionable ways, it seems that new protections can't come soon enough. Every single person is supposed to take steps to protect themselves, Haven says. That is antithetical to the idea that this is a societal problem. Thanks for listening to Wired. I'm Zeke Robison, and for more stories just like this one, visit us at Wired.com. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at Wired.com business. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.